0: Welcome to Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Petrellis, and we are excited for our third season. Uh, you know, we've had over 70 guests on this show over the last couple of years. We have a repeat guest on here who is now a head coach. But, you know, we we'll get into him in a minute, man. But let me tell you, from uh, you know, our summer off season has been crazy. As you people have seen, we have our Beyond All-Stars, 12 high school athletes and college athletes across the state, uh, representing Beyond Podcast. You know, our, our goal this year is to really show off the athlete. We've been really working with coaches and working with programs uh, and high school athletes deserve this recognition to you know show off what they are on the field but also who they are off the field and being well-rounded and um, that's what this podcast is all about that's what we're all about here we're all about highlighting high school athletics and it means a lot to us so we're happy to be back in the fall season my favorite season of the year Uh, just not just because of football but the weather everything Um, and and we're jumping into season three and I couldn't think of a better person to start off with we are covering uh, Uh, This coach's team on Friday night, Uh, the new head coach at Neshoba Tech, ladies and gentlemen, um, Danny Kelly. Thank you,
1: Anthony. I'm very excited again to be on this podcast, of course, now in a new role. Uh, Having you guys come out to our first game is just going to be electric. Um, It was one of the first things that when I got the job, I texted you that same day. I knew how electric that atmosphere can be when you come to a game from when you did our game at Malton Catholic. So I knew right away, I talked right to the administration, I said, hey, we got to get this podcast out here. It's going to be great for the school. And the kids are fired up
0: for it yeah we're excited man I remember you texted me pretty quickly and about it and I was like all right just send me the dates and we'll lock you in and so many schools have reached out about their opening Friday night but you pulled the trigger first so um, it, it was great and obviously I'm a big fan of you and what you built over at Mystic Valley a few years back and you know we covered Malden Catholic last year and you know the program that they had developing there and you being a part of that and I want to talk about that because this is like your second time around being a head coach and you were on a staff last year that had coach and Bill Craft that had a lot of success outside the state uh, in, in the football world. You had a lot of coaches on that staff that had a lot of success in state, you had a lot of coaches on that staff that had college level success. So talk about what you learned from Malden Catholic and maybe this time around, just, you know, how you look at the game maybe a little bit differently than you did before.
1: Absolutely. Going from a head coach to now being on staff at Malden Catholic, Number one, going from Division 8 to Division 1, I talked about before, was an absolute whirlwind. Um, I was lucky enough uh, for the first for the two years that I was there uh, to be put on the defensive staff. Honestly, I was a big offensive-minded coach. Um, when I first jumped on, I remember reaching out to you and talking about you know, some defensive back stuff. Um, and then I got promoted to be on the headsets with Jeff Smith. I learned so much about the game in terms of defense and how to read in offense which has now made me just 30 times smarter on offense. I mean, I believe, you know, when you co-coach defense, that's my best advice to anybody.
0: You want to coach offense, coach defense first. Yeah. Unbelievable. I mean, I love it in the sense of like, I still get calls from, and you know, he's not ashamed to say this, but Jimmy Rabbit over at Kip Academy. I mean, when they see certain types of offenses, he calls and, you know, we sit and we really talk on the phone or now we FaceTime or Zoom and just kind of draw things up and talk about it. Like, You're right. Learning the game of football defensively, I think, prepares you offensively for things that you could see, fronts that you could see, different packages you could see. Um, Yeah, I'm a defensive guy, so maybe I'm biased, but I totally agree with you in that sense. And you mentioned jumping the D1. I mean, you're in the Catholic Conference. That's the best conference of high school football in the state of Massachusetts, hand down. I mean, every week you're potentially facing a team that is a top 25 team in the state. I mean, the record might not show, but again, those monsters are playing each other every week. It's a five and three team in that league could be an eight and O team in another league. So um, yeah, I totally understand that.
1: Absolutely. And then obviously this, you know, again, always so thankful for Bill Raycraft and his staff. I mean, him, uh, Matt Blair, those guys, they really just took me under their wing. I was able to work for them for two years, right away, reached out to Billy right on without even a question, um, you know, made me just feel so comfortable at home. Um, I was able to work for them during the wintertime. After workouts, I would work all the basketball games. I really just got engulfed in the culture. Malden Catholic's culture before and after games is unbelievable. I mean, there is like 50 alumni lined up on the walkout, and you'd have parents holding a cookout for an 80 to 100 person team immediately after. I mean, unbelievable culture set by Bill and just great people. Um, again, just to name some people on that staff, Elise Pogulis, one of the best D-line coaches I've ever seen. Brian McDonough, who coached me at Mystic Valley, was an absolute great defense of mine, taught me so much. And then of course, Sean Terryolt as well. Um, Sean is, you know, one of my just really good friends now. Um, someone that I really close with. Um, who I meet with a lot, especially when I got this job. He actually told me that it might be open, so it's kind of funny. Um, and, you know, I've really had Sean just kind of be my mentor, I think, and really help me out. Um, and then, of course, Jeff Smith, someone that just really believed in me from the beginning, a really good friend of mine, came up to, sp- uh, to speak to our team as well. You know, just a really great group of guys. I mean, Glenn Noble, Brandon Baylo. I mean, we just had a blast together. We had a lot of fun as a staff, worked really hard, was competitive in a lot of games that maybe people didn't think we would. Um, And, you know, we just had a good time. But, of course, just the culture there is something that I really tried to take with me now um, in terms of practice schedules and just, you know, how to manage a big team. It's not something I was used to. Um, And I know we're going to talk about that later on. It's just, you know, that's a culture setter. How can you understand that, you know, your freshman, who's the newest kid and never played football, is just as important as the senior who's going to be a captain for you, who's been a four year starter.
0: The best coaches know how to like make that feel right. Cause you hear a lot of coaches say that like everybody in this program matters, doesn't matter what class you are, what year you are, whatever, but implementing that and making them feel that way and consistently doing it. It's a sign of a great coach. And uh, I was there, I covered you guys versus a and you know, I, I, the score ended up being a little bit to a you know, lot to a little, but I'll tell you, man, that first half, you guys were inside the 10, like two or three drives and just turnovers and fumbles. That game could have been tied at halftime, and that could have been a, sec- a different game in the second half. Uh, so I totally understand what you were saying is, you know, you guys play some – I mean, Zavarian, I think, was fourth in the state at that point when you guys played them. And you, you you had, like, your second drive. You drove all the way down the field and fumbled. And then at the end of the half, you guys had an opportunity to put it in. The kid tried making a play and diving for the pylon. They fumbled it, and they called it a touchback. I mean, tough call. Tough call to make at at Malden Catholic, but that's besides the point. (laughs) But um, – yeah, you know, and I agree with you, man. I, I was there. I've covered a lot of Malden Catholic sports this year, fall, winter, spring, uh, and pay attention to their social media. They definitely, they get it there, you know, and you mentioned a lot of those guys, and I met those guys. I was lucky enough to meet a lot of them when we covered you guys that day, but knew some of them outside of there through other people. Uh, so you definitely learned a lot and gained a lot, and I think that's what you said, getting it from a big school that plays the best of the best and it consistently does, has a great alumni, builds a great culture. That's something you put in your bag of tricks where the next spot you go. And, and speaking of which of that, I mean, talk about that because I feel like every year there's more and more turnover in high school sports. There's more and more coaches either stepping away, more and more coaches either stepping into a new job or a new role. Um, some, you know, a lot of coaches in education, they might move up into administration and they, you know, unfortunately they can't manage both or balance both talk about finding the right job because the is it's not close. I mean, it's not, it's not close in distance. It's a hike for you every day. So I know you teach in Medford and then you got to drive. I think it's in Weston, right? Um, uh, Westford, sorry. Yeah. Westford. So, I mean, it's a hike, dude. That's, that's a hike. That's not an easy ride. And especially in traffic with the orange line shut down. Now I'm sure it's not easy either. So talk a little bit about not just choosing a job for you, but choosing the right job. What, what made you, what made that job stand out more than anything? Absolutely. So, I mean, there was four head coaches on staff among the Catholic. So
1: at that time, with all of us being assistants, yeah. when I talked to Bill over the offseason, we talked about an offseason plan. Um, I did tell him, you know, I had a lot of interest in being a head coach again, but we had some great talks and sitting down. Of, we need to make sure it's going to be the right job. You know, I really loved my time there. I had no... Rushed to leave. I really loved it there. Um, and I wanted it to feel right. So we sat down a lot of times. I mean, Bill, being a head football coach and athletic director, puts you in such a great spot. He helped me build my book and everything like that together. Now, the thing that really appealed to me about Neshoba is it is in the CAC league where I was with Mystic Valley. So I knew at Mystic Valley, both years we played them, they beat us by over 25 points. So I knew that there was a strong culture there. And to really shout out James Treaty, unbelievable coach he was the former he's a principal still at michelle Tech and now the head coach at Ron dunstable but that program was unbelievable unbelievable division a powerhouse so i knew okay this is a good program um and also i work at the vocational part of the medford i the is a technical high school so yeah. i said wow Nothing more I can translate that I have a vocational background. I went to Mets and I in the book. I've been in the labor's union now. I teach a shop in the trades. I'm going to understand exactly what these kids are talking about. And you can
0: help them. You can help them outside of there and probably in a lot of ways, too, just outside the game of football.
1: Yep. So I saw that as just a wow, such an appealing thing. And to be honest, it was late. It was May. You know, yeah. I really wasn't thinking anything was going to open up. I sat down with them. It was the athletic director, Ms. Stacey Stevens, Jeremy, our principal, and one other guy as well who works in the building. And we just clicked. We had a great time. The interview was just so natural. It wasn't like anything I've ever been on before. It was so natural. It was like talking to people that I just knew and was comfortable with because they understand vocational education. They understand how sports tie into that. And they understood where I was coming from, number one, being familiar with the league, but just also the overall background of what these kids are going to be like. So I think that was just very important. Yeah, it's a ride from Medford every day. It's about 35 minutes, kind of bell to bell. Uh, We're lucky enough we get to start at 4 o'clock. Um, so I'll talk about my other coaches later, but they play a pivotal role in that two thirty at uh, that two thirty to three thirty range and what I have them do. Um, so we'll talk about that later on. But you know that's kind of where we're at there and how I get there. I live in North Andover now, so it's not a bad ride from West like a halfway
0: to- point. Yeah,
1: yeah, not bad. Once I go up, I kind of just kind of four ninety five, so it's not that bad. But again. The things that really appeal about the job is it's back in my league. I mean, when I went back into the league, Al Cospel was president of the CAC, LaWire, Shashin, I knew all these guys, Kevin Bradley, Al Cospel, Don Harris, just Jimmy, of course, being in the league. Like it was like a welcome back party. It was kind of fun. Like it was yeah, like yeah. back. Like now I'm in a program that's, you know, one of the elite programs around the state. They were nine and four last year and had 27 sophomores. So I knew that we had a big only rising junior class. Um, so we're, you know, looking good and, um, it was just an all around just great situation, just really good people. It felt natural.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, like you have the familiarity with the squad, you you, you face them a couple mm. years. So that's great. And then obviously, like you said, all the above being a tech school, you working in a tech school, uh, you mentioned staff a little bit, and we'll talk about that. But, you know, I, I find this, I find this pretty amazing, because we've had a couple side conversations about this, but your numbers are humongous, you have 77 kids in your program. And, and we joke about like, what's going on in this country and shortages of this and shortages of that, but there's a legit helmet shortage going on in the state of massachusetts maybe across the country but i'm just aware of it in massachusetts of of high school football helmets that like i see on twitter every day coaches being like i still need seven helmets does anybody have any extra helmets is any like that seems pretty legit and on top of you have 77 kids in your program which is a testament to you which is amazing but i'm sure like you guys need a zillion helmets and i'm sure jersey wise you probably don't have 77 jerseys so is your truth to that? I mean, talk about that a little bit as far as your program goes. So we came into the program
1: kind of expecting around 50. Um, we did seven-on-sevens twice a week. We were in the Chelmsford League and the Tewksbury League. And to be honest, we would usually go about 15 to 20 kids maybe. So I'm like, okay, well, there's really not that many kids. And they kept saying, you know, there's some away for the summer. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you know, you kind of used to like 35, 40s usually. Like 45 is a pretty big squad for high school at the beginning right. sometimes. Like, right. you're like, 45 is great. Like, now, as we start to get closer, so August, we start to see registrations come in. We're up to 50. I'm like, okay, 55, 60, 65. The day before camp starts on equipment handout, we're up to 70. I'm like, where all these kids come from? Us, our athletic director, we're like, we only have 58 helmets. What are we going to do? So we had to reach out to Tri County, Mystic Valley, Groton. Kids bought their own helmets. Some kids already had their own helmets. We're painting helmets in the auto body shop. We're throwing it all around. It's kind of like an all in effort. But I I mean, nice
0: being a Vogue school there in that sense, right?
1: (laughs) It it was crazy. I mean, I walked into the league meeting and I'm like, I'm going to ask who has helmets because I know everyone's got to have helmets. First thing everybody said to me is, hey, anybody got any extra helmets? I'm like, (laughs) there's no way this is an actual wide shortage. I'm telling you, football numbers in the state are up. It's kind of funny because we talked about how you know, even referees are trying to have a tough time finding guys to fill games. Schools are having to move games to Thursdays and Saturdays. Obviously, still with COVID, there's some bus shortages and helmet shortages. But the numbers in high school football seem to be up. Just talking to some other people around, a lot of guys have teams of 80, 90, 100 kids. And I think a big thing is vocational education and not to, you know, kind of toot our own horn. But people are starting to realize vocational education is worth it. So we had the highest number of enrolled freshmen at the tech. but we also have that at medford we have one of the highest freshman classes enrolled in the vocational school and kids staying in cte so i think kids are you know also realizing that they can play sports but also be a part of a great trade and find something that they want to do after high school um so numbers are up but yeah helmets are short um we only have 59 jerseys to dress kids on our home game so you know we're gonna have to try to it's, it's a tough thing a travel roster um, you know, freshman through seniors, we really emphasize it does put us in a good position to say effort matters. You know, little things matter. Doing the right things. How can you get on this travel
0: list? I mean, it that's to- cool, dude, but that's cool. Like, I know that for some kids not being on that list, that sucks, right? But like, dear, as a coach, there's incentive, like practice that much harder. Do the little things extra. Get noticed out there, right? Like you're going to have probably more kids than ever that want to jump on scout team, more kids than ever that are going a little bit more full throttle in certain drills. And it's great. I mean, it's, that's a great problem to have, in my opinion. Yeah, we are still going to. So
1: every kid that's not in full uniform is still going to get a jersey. They have to wear a specific jersey jeans on the sideline they're going to be involved because if you went through camp with us and you've gone through every practice you are not going to sit in the stands if you're a freshman on this team or you're not on the full travels you're on the sideline you're going to walk out with us you're going to get that vibe because you're going to be there one day that's one thing that we keep incentivizing I mean I've given some jerseys to freshmen we traveled on Friday for our last scrimmage and we only had one bus and you'd see kids coach thank you so much you know I said don't thank me you earned it It's really the best. It's been kind of one of the most rewarding feelings. But people are starting to, you know, it's competitive. And it really does make that scout team player of the week, special teams player of the week, you know, game captain stuff important to kids to really try to make an effort for
0: this this jersey's for Rudy, Coach, right? Like that, I can see that happening on your on your coaching oh, desk. <laughs> oh. Probably. Um, you mentioned it. I want to talk about your social media a little bit from a lot of different standpoints, and you kind of hit it. So we'll talk about that first. Even when you were at Mystic Valley, I love this. You do like practice player of the week, defensive player of the week, scout player of the week. I mean, yeah. talk about that and how you know when you have a big program like you have how important it is for maybe not necessarily the starters or the people that are kind of get the consistent playing time but some of those kids that are out there that maybe feel like in this roster of 77 kids they're not getting noticed or they're not getting their fear shot or maybe the coaches aren't seeing everything to get recognized for things like that i think that's incredible stuff
1: yeah i mean we just try to i mean one of the things we have said from day one was
0: leave no doubt that you're the best
1: in your position try to leave no doubt i don't care what it is but at any moment in time anytime you someone that failed leave no doubt so if that means being that scout team player of the week we emphasize so much it's so important that you know a lot of teams that i've been a part of and I, guys i've worked with and big staffs and i said what was the reason for success of this team they would say coach scout team was better than the team we would play because that's how hard they would go it would take one guy in that starting defense to jack up on scout they'd right. get upset uh, we've kind of built into our practice now that the last 20 minutes is competitive. It's always a goal line scenario. So we'll go scout off against scout D and try to score in four plays. We'll go start an offense against scout D and try to score in four plays. And we'll run like our power stuff and just say, Hey, we know it's coming. We got to score in it. It doesn't matter. So we've kind of seen some intensity there and really trying to juice it up at the end of practice uh, with a big game scenario. Um, and just k- giving kids an opportunity to compete, just seeing who who wants to be competitive when the time when the when the lights are on, and who wants to shine, and who can come out and really just be competitive for us. Who's gonna bring the energy when we need it? Who's fighting for that last spot? What are you gonna do? You know, what are you gonna sacrifice for the team? Is kind of very
0: important to us. Yeah, and I think you, as you know, like in the game of football, your week one starter at a position sometimes by week four is getting spelled a lot by somebody else coming in or somebody else is getting more reps or a couple kids get hurt or some kids just aren't playing as well. So keeping your kids in a competitive situation and having that in practice on a daily basis, they're ready to jump into that. It's not like you're not preparing for that, the what ifs or what could happen. Like you do it every single day, which is nice. And staying on your social media, um, you're very involved in the community. And I think, that's a lot man like you know the travel time for you obviously the seven on sevens you're doing that twice a week you're trying to balance a roster of i mean almost i mean we'll round it up to 100 i know it's not there but i mean that's that's close right so obviously you're trying to balance that then you're dealing with parents Then you're dealing with boosters then you're dealing with school i mean talk about like then keeping up with social media and and being involved in the community. I see like restaurants or local spots or donating food and doing all that stuff for you guys. I mean, that's, I mean, that's you in a nutshell. That's who you are as a person anyways, but talk about how you maybe got even social media more to reach out to the community, to get them involved with the squad. First thing we did right away was reach out to
1: all the local businesses. I mean, we would, we take the coaches there, we're trying to. We're setting up more nights where we're going to get families out there. Um, right, right, luckily in Westford, uh, Aviva Tutoria and Burton's were two that jumped right away. Uh, we were able to use them both for days of practice um, because you know we'd be there all day long. Burton's donated food again for eighty something kids and coaches. It's crazy! It's crazy. Uh, two days worth of food for for coaches and kids for free, no cost at all. I mean, just really took care of us. Um, Again, we used the pizza place in Chelmsford. That did the very first day. So that Friday, we just have been very lucky. It's one of the first things I do when I establish. I made the captains go with one of our coaches to pick up the food every time. I wanted them to shake their hands. I wanted them to see who's representing our program and just show them that, you know, community matters. I mean, I talk about the three things right away, right? You don't only represent yourself. You represent your family, your team, and then yourself. So, you know, you need to make sure that we always take that we over me mindset right what's best for the team what's best for the community how can we help make this a better experience especially with me not being in the building we need to have that culture set by the players self-policing making sure we do all that stuff as well so community to me is huge I mean understanding ninth through 12th grade I mean exactly like you said you know we need to make sure we reach out to these community partners take care of them when they take care of us I know uh, we'll be there tomorrow night we're going to the brick house in Chelmsford so we're taking on t- coaches out there while well, one of the kids is hosting 80 kids at his house for a pasta party. So last week, Paul's Diner um, in Westford held, um, held our 80 kids there. And then the best thing that we got was a direct message from their owner about how respectful the kids were, how much they cleaned up everything, how much of a help they were. I mean, for me, that's like, you know, just be
0: everything, dude. It's everything.
1: That doesn't even matter. X's and O's wise. That's just, you know, culture setting, kids being great kids. I mean, I can't emphasize enough. We have really had zero discipline problems in terms of any problem. It's one of the craziest things I've been a part of, but it's like, it's just, you know, good overall culture of people that really just buying in,
0: which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, in being a 9-4 and team the year before, coming in, young coach, has a lot of energy, maybe even taking it to that next level as far as saying like, okay, we're going to be a product on the field, but off the field, we're going to represent ourselves as young men and represent our community and our school very, very well. Tagging on to the last thing I want to ask you about your social media, and you you've been setting this up actually kind of nice for me. We talked about like all the things that you're doing and how nonstop it is for you. And I saw something you posted on social media, and I'm paraphrasing here; I don't have the exact quote, but you basically put on like Instagram or Facebook. I think it was Facebook. I'll see my family and friends after Thanksgiving, and I know what that means. That means like you, as a coach, you are just fully enthralled in what you are doing from day one till after Thanksgiving, and hopefully, maybe at Gillette Stadium, right? Um, And it's a lot of sacrifice. I mean, it's three, four months of the year. It's a quarter of the year that you're dedicating just every single day, Monday through Saturday. And your Sundays might be watching the Patriots, but mostly watching your film or your opponent's film. And it's kind of nonstop. So talk about the toll that it maybe takes on you or just maybe people around you. I know years, like I've had friends who took it very personal family who have taken it personal that I'm unreachable or I don't involve myself in things that are going on. But when you love something you're bought into it, it's not just about you. It's about the other 77 kids you have and the X amount of coaches on your staff and the parents and the people who invest this time and money into their kids, you know, progressing as student athletes. And you take that role real seriously. So i just curious about that quote and your thoughts on it. Absolutely. So
1: I'll tell you something that you're going to be unbelievable by right away is um, I get to work every day at six in the morning. So I'm in Bedford High School. 6am. That's when I do majority of film prep and game prep and I really take that first like 45 minutes to really like do all my football stuff. It's quiet in my shop. I get the music going. I turn on the lights in the whole school. Paul DeLeva shout out to him. He's probably the only person that beats me there in the mornings. But I'm there early and on time and ready to go and do a lot of prep time there. So 6am to 2.30 I'm at the school. 2.30 to 3.30 I'm driving to Neshoba. I'm at Neshoba from you know, practice, the minute I get there, it's live action. I got another 80 kids, you know, so it's like, you know, the minute I get there, they're in the forum, they're waiting for my direction for the day. We get out there, we go out to pre-practice at 3.45, start practice at 4 till 6, right on the dot. I'm a two-hour sharp guy. Um, and then I got, I'm usually there for another 20 minutes, just organizing and talking. And then I got another 20-minute ride home. So I'm not getting home till 7 o'clock at night. Usually then I'm just preparing uh, a little bit, watching a little bit extra film, I'm uh, usually just checking out some sports stuff. First time I even get to really look at like social media during the day. So I'm trying to update that as well and answering parents' emails.
0: Um, so, like nine it, <laughs> <it's non-stop,
1: laughs> like thirty and I'm passed
0: out. And- 20 years old and I'm exhausted by 9:30. And if you but have time the- to eat, you have time to maybe shower. Like it's kind of yeah. crazy, dude. It's kind of crazy lifestyle, and people don't realize it. And I, when I see a quote like that, I get it. Like I totally get it. Yeah. And for some people, they don't understand how your job just never stops. It never it, stops. we have one game a week, but I mean, then it's uh, we bring them in on status to watch film and
1: do lifts. And on Sundays, I'm at youth games. We have seven surrounding towns. I have a whole calendar of kids that are going to be visiting their town with their jerseys. We have a youth night planned. Like I'm, I'm a part of doing all that stuff. So seven days a week, I, I don't even think I've watched the Patriots game on a Sunday in a very long time. Um, and <laughs> that day I'm, I'm out trying to see kids in the community and who's thinking about show tech and trying to reach out to some of those kids as well. Because I mean, vocational education's growing and our team's growing. I mean, if we get another 20 kids next year in the freshman class, We will be up to 100 kids. You know, we're up to almost 80 right now. We will be over 100 kids in our football program. That is an unbelievable thing.
0: It's realistic. It's realistic.
1: It's kind of funny, too, because, you know, and we know I have a lot of young coaches on staff, guys. First time ever coaching. And I hang out with Sean Terrell a lot over the summertime. And he told my young coaches we were all hanging out. Uh, My birthday is in August 21st, so it's usually – after second day of camp, and I have a huge party and I invite the coaches and, you know, Sean was there and he told my coaches, hey, kiss your, kiss your social life goodbye till Thanksgiving because you don't understand the grind. It's going to be like, tell my friend's girlfriend, hey, see him in Thanksgiving because this is it. If you want to go all in and you really want to do this right, it's, it's a grind and, and I get it. And I'm sharp on these guys to make sure that they're out of there. At six o'clock. So I'm like, I don't want you staying here longer than you have to. I want you guys out here. That's my job, you know. But like you said, that's also for the kids. You know, the kids had to, I mean, I gave the parents the summer schedule in early June and said, Hey, this is Labor Day weekend. This is the camp schedule. This is who's going to be going on the JV schedule. This is seven days, six days a week. If you're not ready for it, I get it. And I understand. That's why football teams aren't usually that big because it's such a commitment. People don't understand that wow. it's more than football it's it's preparing them for life and work and commitment and when you when you make a commitment to honor it you know and it's not to be every once in a while there's no dentist appointments in the middle of practice it's it's go time you know you need to schedule things at a a manageable amount of time just like you would work you know so that's something that we know we really try to emphasize and i can easily adapt it being a tech school and saying you know we wouldn't miss work because of this. You know, so that's something that we've just, we understand that it's a grind and we t- try to take care of the kids as most we can, enjoy a little bit of fun, you know, really try to be loose, music at practice, having fun. But I mean, they understand when it's showtime, it's showtime. They're going to be held to a high standard.
0: Yeah, and I think you hit something really well there that like when I worked on The Search for a really long time, there was a lot of staff turnover and I mean, some of his staffs at the beginning of my tenure there were unbelievable. College coaches, I mean, Ainsley Rosenbaum, Mike Desenzo, I mean, those guys I learned so much from. And then as I became the older coach and as I became the more veteran coach on that staff, yes, sometimes when you have young guys on you, you see quickly – who's there just to say they're a football coach and who's there because they want to be a sponge and eventually take that next step to becoming, you know, taken more seriously or a coordinator or eventually head coach in their own program. I mean, you do a lot is, do you have that same expectation for your coaches? I mean, you just basically reeled off a 14 hour day for yourself. I mean, is that your expectation for your coaching staff? I mean, how do you kind of look at that? I know you probably have a bazillion coaches having a bazillion kids, but I mean, just maybe talk about that overall, like, do you set high expectations and are you tough on your coaches when they're not pulling their way? Absolutely. So, I mean, I'm lucky enough. Uh, one of my major hires this summer
1: was a uh, former defensive coordinator and now my assistant head coach, Carlo Ferrante. I mean, he is an 18-year defensive coordinator at Littleton. Littleton was just ranked the 17th best over the last decade. I they saw that. To- yeah, yeah. It went to three Super Bowls um, and then he won one. So, I mean, he is an unbelievable coach, but he's an unbelievable person. He's been like now since June. I mean, we've spent six days a week together. We talk on the phone together. He's retired now. So, he spends a lot of time coaching. So, he's I don't all
0: need
1: football. To- I love uh, it. <laughs> I do need to ever convince him. Uh, so, he's great to have and lives in Littleton, knows the area, knows people. So, that was huge for me. Obviously, being from Medford. I never even been to Littleton before. Westford, Pepperal, Townsend. I kept calling it Townsend at first. Never uh, so was in those places. Um, and then I had uh, Rich Iozzi jumped on with me. He's driving 45 minutes from Medford to Westford every day. Marcus Cavallo, coach me at Saint Clements. He's driving 45 minutes from Revere to Westford every day. AJ Tello driving from Medford to Westford every day. Another one of my coaches, Nick Murphy, and Rich's son, Daniel's coming with them as well. And then, luckily, I kept on Bill Spiller, um, who was a coach with who was a coach at the since 2004. So these guys really have button and I have not really, honestly, had to be hard on them about things. I send them the daily plan at six o'clock. I tell them what they're going to be doing in their individuals, and their groups, and what I want to see be worked on. But I don't over. I don't really just over watch them. I just check the time, blow the whistle and move them on to when we got to go. I guess it's more just accountability on time. But honestly, they're always preparing their indies. They're always prepared for the group work. Yes. There's some things that I need to touch up on. And I come in and I'm like, what have we been doing? We haven't been working on this, but you know, where have we been during individual time and group time? But really, honestly, I don't have that struggle because they're new, they're young and they're fresh and they have good mindsets. They want to bring in new fresh ideas with Carlo and rich really being veteran guys on my staff. They understand the game and they understand the time and effort it needs to be put in. So they hold each other accountable. And then, you know, they all coach positions and work and roll. And we just kind of move quickly throughout our sessions and we all work hard. And I, I swear in our group chat, it goes off. You know, how it goes still 11 o'clock at night. Oh, yeah. Idea. And the other, and what can happen here? So that's been a great thing for me. Luckily, I've been really blessed with guys that have bought in quickly Because we haven't had a lot of time and got to know each other well. It's for the first time I'm coaching with a new staff. Uh, But, you know, we're excited. We really are. It's just great people. That's what we look
0: for. And it's nice when you have able bodies, right, especially with large numbers, you know, that you can have individuals. You can be running, you know, your offense and have four guys running scout and getting the right kids in there and getting the best look possible or having scouting cards drawn up that it's like that scout offense comes out. Boom, boom, boom. This is what you're doing. These are your routes. You hold up the card. It's just a well-oiled machine and you can get a lot done. And like you said, practice doesn't have to be two and a half hours to be efficient. If you're moving and you're organized and you kind of you know what you're doing out there, you could have an hour and a half, an hour and 45-minute practice and get through so much and learn a lot better, like you know, a class. Like if a teacher's up there talking for 45 straight minutes, you got the kid for twelve minutes maybe before they're just like, yeah, I'm done listening. Right. Versus being in groups and doing presentations and watching a little bit of a video or whatever it is. Like you kind of have to do that same type of stuff in practice. Like your practice just has to be constantly moving. Like We were music. We were buzzers. We had timers going like kids knew when the horn blew, we're doing this. When the horn blew, we were doing that. When the timer went off, we were doing this. Like when the music came on, it's Indie time. Like that's just the way it is, you know? And that's, a sign of a good staff and building something really special. Uh we're coming Friday. I mean, I'm excited you, you know, um we've covered a lot of football last fall and it's great to be starting off obviously covering you as someone who I who I think very highly of. Um but you also going to a new area of massachusetts that i truthfully like you were joking but it's true like i don't really travel that area very well uh but with 77 kids on the roster i'm expecting it's going to be a packed house there uh opening night for you obviously as a head coach i know what that feels like i'm pretty sure i vomited my first time before a game um but in all seriousness i mean talk about your opponent that you're seeing on week one here you know less than 48 hours uh you, you guys will be taking the field against them what you're expecting a little bit and and you know what you see. You know, as the game goes. Absolutely. So we, uh, I mean, obviously we're juiced up Let's like say we're jacked up. So it's your first
1: time being there and our first time being the head coach there. So it's like a lot of stuff that comes into the pregame and when are we going to come out and what door were we going to come out of and all the little extra stuff. But uh, we're very excited. I mean, we're playing South Shore Tech uh, from Hanover. Uh, they opened up with them last year. It's kind of a two year contract, vocational school rivalry um, because it's big in the vocational playoffs and kind of how that works out at the end. But um, they're a great team. I mean, we just watched their scrimmage, and they do very well. They run tight end with a wing. They run high. I mean, I dropped the scout cards, and I it took me almost over an hour of just the different plays that they run, motions, and some of the things that we needed to prepare for, just in terms of details. Like you know, is this guard? When does this guard trap? When does this fullback kick out an end? And compared to leading up for ISO, Um, just some stuff like that. But. They're really good. Um, last year in the show, we only beat them 13-8, to eight. So, and that was kind of last minute down to the wire. So we're expecting a very competitive game. Uh, we're going to switch it up on offense a little bit. We're going to change paces. I can't give too much away before our first hey, game. Hey, I but get it. You keep quiet. <laughs> no one knows what's <laughs> going to run yet, so I'm excited about that now. Um, but um, we're going to switch up paces a lot, and we're going to be able to – Definitely pound the ball. We have a big offensive line, juniors, and a lot of really good skill players. And I will tell you, our slots are about five, 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 six, and they are two deadly weapons. They catch everything. They fly around. They both got long, flowing hair. Both named Anthony. We had to give them nicknames. Must LA be the name. Must be the name. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. we have three anthony's we have triple a in one of our uh, alignments it's like it's kind of funny but yeah the environment should be great i mean we got a nice long walkout uh we're trying to work against some bagpipes to our entrance right now I'm, I'm a little off and trying to find something but we're working on it i'm big on you know just the experience and the culture i mean that's just going to be an unbelievable experience for the kids and the walkout and the intensity of it and you know how it is when that music comes on in that field you just feel it like i just oh. bought new dance today like you know, we're just getting ready to rock and roll. We know the stands should be packed. Uh, it's teacher appreciation night. So every staff member at Neshoba Tech gets in free with the student ID. I got a lot of people driving up from Medford just to come up and check out that game as well. A lot of teachers, a lot of my friends coming up just to see my first game. Um, and then I think the theme is neon as well for the students in the section. So should be jumping. Again, a lot of hype first year. So I'm excited. We're ready to go. We are, I, I wish it was. I'm like, oh, my God, it's only Wednesday. How is it only Wednesday?
0: I know. I remember those weeks, man, where like every day felt like it's tomorrow, Friday, (laughs) you know, like you just kind of get into that mode. It's Uh, it's cool that
1: do stuff you're jacked up and like i couldn't imagine being with fifth graders they're like what
0: yeah they have no clue no clue you know no clue what your emotions are whatsoever that day you know and and then yeah. usually like you're dealing with something at like two o'clock some like nonsense that happens you're like guys you, really i had to deal with this right now you know like i'm ready today. to go
1: <laughs> like they get it they're like you pumped up like they always know they're ready to go like they're pretty invested into which is kind of funny yeah. um just working school, they're like, Oh, good luck, like how'd you do? And it's always at the first thing Monday morning.
0: Well, listen, we're expecting a pack house there. So, you know, I'm going to put this out there. You can help pump this too. But one of our biggest goals this year going to high school game is we are looking for the best concession stand there is like candy wise, pizza wise, drink wise. Like we we are going to be, you know, critiquing a lot of concession stands. So hopefully those parents are ready for us. Hopefully there is a concession stand. Uh, we know like Mefford, you saw what we did with Mefford last year with the pizza. And it became a monster thing that like everywhere we went, people made sure They had more than enough pizza just because they knew we were coming and they were fearful that we were going to light them up like we lit Mefford up last year. But, you know, it ended up all being out of good fun. But this year, our goal is we are looking for the best concession stand in the state of Massachusetts that provides the most snacks, the best food, the best setup and presentation. That's important, too, you know. I don't care if it's just a folding table. If you got it set up the right way and there's a lot of opportunity there, you will get a high grade from us. So you got to help us pump that. Um, And and, and to Go ahead. Go ahead. And, 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 to, and to hear that it's neon too, right? Like to hear that it's neon to the students going to be nuts. First game, first Friday night game. You just came back to school. Um, we're looking for the biggest super fan there too. So, you know, if you're going to that game, if you're going to the Shoba game and you consider yourself a super fan, get noticed by us. We will pull you aside. We will interview you. We'll talk to you and we will label you a fan of the game. So we're really excited. So if you could help us pump that in any way, uh, that would be absolutely amazing. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I have no idea what the concession stand setup is like, but I'm putting the
1: pressure on. I know a lot of these parents. I know a lot of them personally well now. I'm like, hey, we got to be ready for this. We can't be the first ones not send the tone right. Right. Uh, so Trying to jump that up, and then yeah, we'll hopefully see some good fans. I've never, uh, both times we played them, we were at home at Mystic Valley, so I've never even seen a Friday night game at Michoacan Tech before. So this is going to be new for me as well. So we're just hoping to get. I mean, we're. With a big team, I'm like, guys, you got to pump this thing out. You know, it's just, you got to be juiced up. And we're only at home for three games out of the nine this year. So wow. uh, this huge. Like, we go on the road a lot. Uh, it was kind of a mantra all year It took the burn the ships mantra. And, uh, you know, we're trying to make sure
0: that we take advantage of every home game we have. I love it, man. That's great. And yeah, be the road warriors, man. Just be the road warriors, you know? Um, So before we go, we're going to jump into our last segment, our two minute drill, man. And, and before we do, I just want to say like, thank you for coming back on here. You really are first a coach from assistant coaches month that, you know, landed a head coaching gig. Not that I'm surprised. I knew it was only a matter of when that was going to happen. But again, you know, again, you kind of, Talked about it at the beginning. Developing as a coach, working with other people, learning as much as you possibly can, and you're building a monster. You haven't even played a game yet, and I'm just extremely impressed of what you've done with this program from May until this point, and obviously the product that I know it's going to be for this football season. So, congratulations on that. I'm really proud of you for that. No. I have talked to so many people just since. So anyone that's been lucky enough to be
1: on this podcast, even featured assistant coaches, I mean, it's a blessing. It really has gone out there. I've been able to use it, Uh, you know, for my coaching stuff. When I was looking for a job, it was easy to reference. Um, Even when I was selling the podcast, The Athletic Director, um, I showed him our experience last year at Malmene Catholic and how great it was to sell the school, to see the experience of the game. This is just an unbelievable thing you've been doing, Anthony, for a long time. And I know we've talked about it. And, I mean, I watch every week. I miss, uh, you know, weekly interviews of my thing. And I kicked a lot of stuff off some great people. Uh, But, you know, this has just been an amazing tool for coaches to, to, you know, produce themselves. And I've been able to really use this for myself to, you know, help get me back into a position I wanted to be and lucky enough to showcase some of the things that I've been a part of.
0: So and thank I appreciate you for that. that. I appreciate that. And I have to say, I think you were, were you runner-up in our, or yeah, runner-up in our cornhole, or third place in our cornhole tournament? What, what place did oh, you guys yeah. come in? We came in, Uh, we were at both tournaments. John Burrows,
1: unbelievable experience. By to time to everybody just being a member person, always have a good time there, especially when we get to go there with the teachers on Fridays, had a long vacation. But both cornhole tournaments, uh, second one with Paul Williams, came in third, we got smoked in the, in the, semi-finals there out of nowhere. But uh, we were rocking and rolling and I was just like, all right, I guess we're done here. But both Great times. Great, you know, great event. Obviously, always host so a great event. And we're looking forward to even getting more of my coaches out there this year doing some stuff. And uh, we're hoping to have you guys up in some of our stuff this offseason as well.
0: Heck, yeah, man. It'll be a lot of fun. So I appreciate that. So we're going to jump into our Chini's two-minute drill. You know how this works. Our friends over at Cheney's, uh, you know, Joe has been a great friend to us. And you had never been there right around the corner from the Garden in yeah. this season with uh, the Bruins and the Celtics. That place was popping Every playoff game, every playoff game. Guy's a genius, so um, we're really happy to work for them and name the segment after them. So you know how it works, man. Two minutes, I'm going to fire some rapid-fire questions at you, one or two-word answers. If we want to throw the red flag and have you elaborate a little bit more, definitely, but you know, if you want to elaborate yourself just because, feel free, we're pretty lenient, and uh, here we go. So besides opening night, obviously in two nights, is there another game circled on your schedule that you're really looking forward to?
1: Yeah, I would say probably uh, Lintec game for me. Uh, James Runner at Lintec does an unbelievable job. It's always a tough one. We got it at home. Um, So that's going to be an unbelievable game for us. That's also our homecoming and our youth day as well. Um, So that's early October. But we know when Lintec rolls into town, man, they're one of the toughest people around. So we're excited for that one. That's
0: great. Uh, If it was up to you, what would be the song of choice that you guys came out of the locker room made that long walk? What would be the song you walked out to? Oh, I
1: already know. I went to the Merrimack Holy
0: Cross game Friday night, and they walked out to the boys. are back, and they're looking
1: for trouble with the bagpipes. I mean, first game back, that's what – I'm telling you right now, if you're looking, that's what we're going. So, you know, he's – we're going to dropkick Murphys. The boys are back, and they're looking for trouble, and we're hoping to have a bagpipe with it. But if not, we're still
0: going to be rocking to it. I still – I can't wait to get this walk-in. This is like – I'm excited. I'm extremely mm-hmm. excited to get this entrance. I think entrances – than Catholic, to me, had the cool, the coolest entrance, probably coolest walk. Stoneham last year had incredible entrance. Out of, you know, they pulled a shed open and kids just came out like animals. Uh, so, yeah, so I, I'm really – I love that. I think that's one of the best parts about coverage is seeing how teams kind of get juiced up as they get to the field or to the court or whatever. Um, you alluded to this a little bit earlier in being a more offensive-minded guy and learn to become more defensive of mine then fourth and goal to win a game would you rather score from the one or make a stop at the one oh make a stop at the one now with the defense rolling and just
1: kind of being that coach and seeing just both both tackles pinch and just stuff it at the goal line and you know i always think back to when the patriots stuffed the coach and edwin james and Ugh. william down the field with that one finger up and ted washington just being a house in the middle that, It's just unbelievable patriots malcolm butler at the goal line it's just that defensive juice just has more. We got a great defensive shirt ready for you. The Hitmen squad for the Vikings. <laughs> coach Kylo, I know you. he's going to be excited. I got it there during the podcast. So we're on the defensive mind right now.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, this, that is 100% awesome for me. So that's, that's great. Uh, what's the biggest thing you've probably learned so far as your second sin of being a head coach? You know what, just believing in everybody around you, just letting
1: them do their thing, believing in the people around you, that they're here to help you. And of course, I've been lucky enough on both teams have great staffs, but understanding that, you know, really, we need to focus on making sure that the ninth grader just signed up yesterday to the senior captain, introducing yourselves, understanding how can we make you feel as comfortable as possible, and just making that family, team, culture, environment to not only be great members on the field, but in the community.
0: Great answer, uh, tomorrow night. I know you said you mentioned that you and your coaches going, on I think you said to the brickyard, what's the meal of choice? What is the meal that you have before a big night? If you had the choice to make it, what would it be? I've made a tradition that I take the coaches out just to celebrate, really, the
1: cap of you know the preseason. So, uh, of course, I'm paying for all them, so we're going pizzas.
0: Okay. <laughs> so- hey, listen, cheese. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs>
1: Uh, they know i'm pretty simple plain jane if it was if anyone asking, they know it'd be chicken fingers and
0: cheese pizza and that's about it hey, um
1: listen. so brick house and challenge for tomorrow we're excited i think we're going to make that our after game spot as well so
0: it is a um, great, great spot, spot. there a nice little outside patio i think there too they have there yeah
1: yeah of yeah. course yeah. so we're excited we're going to try it out
0: our athletic director's taking us um so we're going to be excited that's great. Last question I have for you: Last year, Beyond's all-time record of football games is four and three. Hosted the team that hosted us. Can I can I count on you guys to make it five and three? We're ready to go. I'm going <laughs> to tell you right. We're
1: jacked up. We're ready. We're going to be ready to go. Let's just say that the boys safe answer,
0: back. very safe answer, and I like it. I like the it. I know what it means. <laughs> All right. Well, you survived the two minute drill. And again, you know, thank you for coming on here. We're really excited to be covering you guys in a couple of days and you know, I'm leaving literally probably from school to get up there to avoid all the traffic and everything else, because I want to make sure I catch everything because I think what you have planned and and what you've talked about is uh, I just can't wait to see it all in action. So we're excited. And we thank you guys for the opportunity to allow us to be there and get that inside look into your program.
1: Thank you, Anthony. Again, I can't emphasize enough just your friendship and just the mentor you've been to me since uh, how getting into teaching and coaching and always just being that person I can call, talk for now. I know we talked so many times on a long ride home. Yeah. Uh, when we both got and just about life and just about, you know, coaching and just anything we can do to help kids and just kind of we're all in this for the same reason. So just wanted to thank you guys and the podcast, Justin, all you guys do such a great job and there's something that i really wanted because it does highlight not only me and the coaches but the kids and the school and it just gives such a good overall experience and i think again this just helps more kids want to come
0: out and play the sports that they do absolutely man so listen we're pumped we're excited we'll be there and uh you know from beyond podcast i'm your host anthony Petrellis, danny kelly guys Uh, till next time